Welcome to the Healthy Body Podcast. My name is Brianna Wilkerson and I am your host. I'm a holistic health and life coach, essential oils advocate, and a CrossFit level one trainer. But most of all, I am a woman on a mission to get a healthy body that I love and I'm proud of and help women do the same. Because ladies, guess what? For far too long have we fallen victim to this dieting cycle that promises us short-term gain with no long-term results. But I'm here to say that if you are on it also would love to overcome yo-yo dieting, honor your body and get a healthy body you love and you're proud of, I'm here to do it with you. Through establishing simple habits in your nutrition and nourishment, your exercise through movement, your stress management through relaxing, sleep through resting, uh, digestion through processing, toxic load through cleansing, and rewriting your mindset and beliefs through appropriate mindset and habits, we can journey together to help you move from a place of shame to a place of honor with your body and get a healthy body you love and you're proud of. So through this podcast, through my Healthy Body Resource Library, my challenge, my private community, and my coaching courses and programs, I help women do that. I help women really come to a place where they love and honor their body in a healthy, sustainable way. So I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you landed on this podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And be sure to let me know what you think because this podcast is all about you. All right, so before we get on to the next podcast uh, episode, listen to today's sponsor. This episode of the Healthy Body Podcast is sponsored by my free seven-day Healthy Body Challenge. Through this go-at-your-own-pace challenge, you will learn simple tips in how to manage your cravings, lose weight, and manage your weight more effectively, and get a healthy body you love and you feel good in. You'll learn tips in your nutrition, exercise, stress, sleep, digestion, toxic load, and mindset and habits. So go to madewell345.com slash healthybodychallenge, madewell345.com slash healthybodychallenge, and get all the details there. All right, now it is time for today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Healthy Body Podcast. It is Brianna here, your host. And today with me as we continue this holiday series and how we can really be healthy through the holidays, I have Donia who is also a coach and really helps women, particularly moms who maybe have lost themselves and want to get back to the point where they can care for themselves and their bodies. So thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. So I always kind of start off with just um, having my guests hear their story because I think there is a reason why we both have gone into this work and why we're so passionate about helping women in their health. So I would love for you to just kind of share your health story and your health journey. Yeah. So my, my experience is a little bit of a long story, so I'll try to abbreviate, not make it too long. Um, I came to mothering pretty late. I had my daughter when I was 38 and I found out I was pregnant just as I was leaving my job at Apple. I had already given notice. I'd been there for 10 years. I was completely burnt out and exhausted. And um, I was not planning to get pregnant right at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, life happens. Um, so I started an MBA program. That's what I thought I was going to do next. And then after being out of the corporate life for six months or so, I realized I really didn't want to go back to that world. So I dropped out of that program. And then I became a stay at home mom, which on one hand, I always thought that that was what I wanted to do. But then when I was in it, I realized that it was really not enough mental stimulation for me. Like I needed more than to be home with my baby all the time. Um, and, but I didn't quite know how to do that. And I had left 
you know, in my mind, I had left my big corporate career, my six-figure career to stay home with my baby. And so I committed myself to being a six-figure mom mm-hmm. in all the ways that you can imagine that might take shape. You know, there's mm-hmm. so many ways that moms can over commit to being a parent. Um, I did all the activities. I did all the attachment parenting. We co-slept for ages. We, I did exp- extended breastfeeding. Um, and it really took its toll on my mental health, on my physical health. Um, and when my daughter was four, I was diagnosed with breast cancer after about a year and a half of really poor health in a bunch of other ways and after a couple of miscarriages. So I had just had like thing after thing after thing and then I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and, I, and I'm not saying that to say that me committing to motherhood caused my cancer. I don't believe that. But, <laughs> but I do think that my body was really, really worn down by the way I was trying to be a parent and the way that I was living. Um, and so as, you know, rogue cells do, they got a foothold because my body mm-hmm. wasn't able to fight them off. Um, and that was pretty rough, being going through cancer treatment with a young child um, and an honestly somewhat shaky relationship. He was, my partner was really supportive during my treatment, but then we split right after treatment and were separated for a couple of years. So I was also single parenting while I was solo parenting really, because he wasn't doing custody um, while I was recovering from treatment. And so I had a really, really long road back to health. Mm-hmm. Um, and all through that period, I was writing about motherhood, writing, I had a blog that was about being a mindful parent and self-care for moms. And then after my treatment period, I went to coaching certification program. And then I started coaching moms on those topics, but also about how to be a more peaceful parent, how to be more calm in parenting. And then I've sort of eventually settled on working with moms who are feeling really lost in in their motherhood journey, feeling like it's taken over their lives, which is certainly an experience I had. Mm -hmm. And, um, And that also comes through my perception of the culture of motherhood and the Mm -hmm. expectations that we have of mothers in our Western culture, in American culture, um, the gender roles and all that. So, you know, it's also about the patriarchy, but it's really very much, I work with women very much about figuring out what is important for them personally in their lives and learning to let go of all that, all those outside expectations. So in my forties, I'm now, I'm now almost 48. So in my late forties, I began coming back to my health in a way that I had really never paid attention to before. You know, I'd sort of just taken my health for granted, but after cancer, I no longer took it for granted. So (laughs) I started getting really healthy. I changed my diet quite a bit. Um, I stopped eating sugar. I eventually stopped eating most flour. So I eat you know, eat grains, but whole grains. Um, and th- that's not as a result of allergies. It's just a result of what I noticed makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And also responding to some of the research around cancer prevention, that was where started, some of it came from. Um, and I started dancing. I danced as a, as a young person, mm-hmm. as a child and in high school, and I, I really, really enjoyed it. And so when I was coming back to health and really needing to get some exercise, I tried joining the gym and I hated it. <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. want to lift weights, you know. So I found out that a friend of mine was teaching a dance class and I started going to that and it was so much fun and it did not feel like exercise. And I was just like, how can I do more of this? So I started dancing a couple times a week. So that's been a piece of my life that I never expected to be Mm -hmm. someone who's really physically fit and which I now am. 
Mm-hmm. And um, last summer I took a rock climbing class because I've always wanted to learn how to rock climb. And I always thought I couldn't because I was too heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt so strong as a dancer, even though I wasn't, I did lose some weight when I changed my diet, but I didn't feel weak anymore. I felt strong because I was a dancer. So I was like, oh, I'm going to try this. And it is so much fun. Mm, (laughs) And it's so empowering to, you know, haul my body up a wall and know that I did that myself, Mm, you know, mm -hmm. under the strength of my own muscles. So that's kind of where I am and how I got to this place and why I feel so passionate about supporting moms. It's not necessarily about physical health, the work that I do. It's more about mental health, but Mm -hmm. I think it all goes hand in hand. They go side by side. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, if your mental health is not doing as well, you know, I think mm-hmm. it does show up in your physical body and it shows up Absolutely. everywhere. And I, and I just love that you love your story of just like refusing to let, um, you know, cancer take you down. And obviously there was probably a lot of things that went, you had to go through in order to kind of heal from that process and everything. Yeah. But at the end, it's like, it was this wake up call for you where you're like, I'm going to actually pursue the things and not let fear and not let fear of mm-hmm. health, you know? And I think that's one thing when in regards to women who want to even pursue such things such as dancing or group classes or things that probably like exercises they will really enjoy, but maybe they're like, my body isn't there yet. There's all this yeah. fear around that. There's all this yeah. like, oh, I should be this before I do this. And I love how you're like, no, I'm just going to go do this because my body deserves it and I deserve yeah. it and I'm having fun. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. It was really all about having fun. I mean, yeah. that was, that had to be the bottom line because just exercising for the sake of exercise, I knew I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. And I, that's why I try, try to tell women it's like whenever they're like, so what should I do? And I'm like, start moving that and doing something you enjoy like that is mm-hmm. what's going to make you stay consistent so even in my journey i tried insanity i tried i tried all these crazy programs and now of course i do i do crossfit because i enjoy it but when i first started i like all i wanted to do was walk outside after work and uh-huh. it was great and i was consistent and then i started jogging and like, i just started experimenting and then now yeah. i found a program that really works for me that i enjoy obviously it hurts sometimes but i enjoy <laughs> it but I don't know how to do something else. And so I think right. uh, I love that you said you just found what you enjoy and that's what you consistent in it. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I know that, you know, we're talking about the holidays and all that, and that's something that I think is important too is, is, is movement as we're thinking about the holidays, our times are busier, you know, maybe we're not able to go to the gym as much, but you know, maybe let's just talk about that. So the holidays are here. Thanksgiving's around the corner. We have, Christmas and then we just had Halloween and then we got the New Year's. It's like three months of intense celebrating and of different schedules and all that. So when you think about the holidays, even maybe what you do for yourself personally or things that you would recommend, what are some like key tips that you would recommend to ladies, probably physically, but also mentally as they approach the holidays? Yeah, let me come let me come at this mentally first. I do have a couple of ideas on the health front, but on the physical health front. But from the mental health front, um, what I really recommend and what I teach about the holidays is to really be conscious of what is important for you personally and for your family. Because there are so many holiday traditions that you can get wrapped up in that are not meaningful. Or not really meaningful, you know, there's like surface level meaning and then there's like real meaning. Right. So I have a habit of sitting down with my family, with my young daughter and my partner and talking about how we want our holidays to feel. And each year that might be really different, you know, like one year we might really want to spend time with our families, our extended families. And 
other years we might really want to just have time by ourselves Mm -hmm. and just be really connected with our own small family. Um, Sometimes we really want to go do social stuff and we're like, let's go to all the parties, you know, and other years we're, you know, I I have seasonal affective disorder. So Mm. many years I'm like, I don't want to go to any parties. Right. (laughs) You guys can go to the parties if you want, but I'm going to stay home by the fire with my knitting. And then I can be really intentional if I've really talked that out. And you mm-hmm. can do this by yourself, even if your family's not on board. Like you can sit down and say, what do I want my, family, my holiday to feel like? How do I want to feel at the end of it? That's a good mm-hmm. way to think about How do I want to feel mm-hmm. at the end? And what's going to support that feeling? Mm-hmm. And then it gets really easy to make the decisions when the invitations start coming in and the, you know, the notices start coming from the school about all the different activities and, um, then you can say, you know, if you've said to yourself, like, I don't want to do all the parties, then when all the party invitations come in, you can say, well, which one party is right. going to be the most fun for me? And I can gracefully say no to the rest of them. And here's the reality about parties, right? You always feel bad saying no to someone's party, mm-hmm. but there are going to be so many other people at that party, they're not even going to notice that you're right. there. <laughs> yeah. And if they're upset so you because you about decided that. to not go to one out of, you know, like it's like, that's their issue. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, and there's so many ways to gracefully say no to things. I mean, you right. can just you you can just say no, I'm not available that day, which is a little bit maybe a little bit of a white lie. They're not going to know the difference mm-hmm. unless you're posting something else on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you could say, you know, I so much appreciate that invitation, but we're really limiting our social mm-hmm. calendar this year, and they'll probably say, Oh my god, that's so smart. I wish mm-hmm. I did that. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't even have to explain it. You can just say no. Right. You know, just decline and that's fine. Yeah. I love that. I think as, you know, as women, there is, there is a chance that, well, the holidays are just provided a lot of opportunities for like, that's the one time you'll probably get invited to almost everyone's party. It's just like, that's just, everyone's like cheerful and joyful. Let's like include Mm -hmm. everybody, but you could leave at the end. And this is what I always try to try to avoid because I realize it's happened a couple of years is that you do, especially Christmas, you do so much work leading up to Christmas that when the mm-hmm. Christmas day comes, I just want to sleep the whole day because exactly. I've yeah. burnt myself out and all this stuff. But it's, what is it like to just like do those things that are meaningful leading up and actually enjoy that day? Yeah. And, you know, I yeah. think you have to fight for that. Yeah. Totally. And especially if you have small children, I think that it can be so um, – easy to overwhelm both Mm -hmm. yourself and your kids with all the activities, you know, go see the lights and go to see Santa and get the pictures and do all the things. And the reality is that your kids probably are not going to want to do all those things either in the moment Mm -hmm. they might. Mm -hmm. But especially if you have young kids, toddlers and little ones that can't really communicate the nose, you know, my daughter is eight now. So she's like, dude, mom, I don't want to do that. Yes. (laughs) But if you have little ones who can't, self-regulate very well, but you notice that they're having a lot of meltdowns, like back off the schedule because they're Mm -hmm. probably feeling really overstimulated. But also talk to them, even the little ones, about what they want to do, about what they enjoy most. Mm -hmm. And that's something I love doing with my daughter is sitting down and saying, what do you remember from last Christmas? What was really fun for you? Mm, Do you want to do those things again? And then really limiting our list of possibilities to the things that she enjoys the most. And then I don't feel obligated to do all the rest. So good. It's like boundaries, right? It's just totally. totally and I yeah. think we, we have to keep reminding ourselves that like, we do not have to succumb to other people's expectations for our lives. Like, okay, when we 
one underneath our parents' household, and they said we we can you know we have to do what they want to do. But it's like the minute we left, and the minute we became adults. But I find that particularly even as women or even as moms, it's, it's still easy to operate in that mindset where we're just looking for whose expectations do we need to fill and what do mm-hmm. we need to be at. And it's like we can't live our life like that because people's expectations will change. One minute they're telling you this is great. Next minute they're like, how come you didn't do this? And you're like, I can't keep up. And so, <laughs> right. and even with yourself. So it's just like having to go tune into, again, what you're saying. Like, how do I, when January 1 comes around in the new year, how do I want to remember this and feel about the last three months of the holidays? All right. So, so far we covered some mental health tips in the holidays. Just really being conscious of what's important for us and our family, sitting down and talking about how, what we want to feel at the end of the holiday season and also including your kids as part of that. So I think that's super important mentally through the holiday season, but I would love for you to just share a little bit um, some physical health tips in the holidays and particularly how it relates to you and your journey and how you go about doing that. Sure. Yeah. I'm happy to talk about that. And, you know, I want to start this by saying I'm not a health coach. I'm not a doctor, you know, this is like my own experience that I'm talking to here. So just, you know, take that with that (laughs) positioning. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I mentioned before that I struggle with depression during the winter season when Mm -hmm. the light is low. And, you know, it lasts from around Thanksgiving to just after President's Day. So I feel like I really have to watch what I do both mentally and physically to keep myself running well through the holidays. So the kinds of things that I do um, is I get a lot of light. So that's one thing I really recommend is if you feel low in the winter season to get as much light as you can, whether that means walking outside, if you live in a place that's, you know, warm enough or clear enough that you can actually be outside, that's the best thing you can do. Um, or get a light box. And I've actually invested for the first time this year in a light box and I sit next to it in the morning and it really helps. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really kind of poo-pooed that idea, but I was like, actually, this really helps. Mm. Um, and then the other thing that I really pay attention to, and it's a similar idea of how do I want to feel, is I really think about how I want to feel before I eat mm. instead of grazing or eating all the cookies because they're everywhere at this time of year. Um, like, how do I want to feel tonight or tomorrow? Right. And is this food going to support that? Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes it a lot easier to say no to overindulging in things. And that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I don't enjoy holiday food because I do, but mm-hmm. I try to be more intentional about it. And that has made a big difference for me. And, you know, I, I have specific things that I do with my own diet that I'm pretty sensitive to sugar Mm-hmm. It really makes me feel sad mm-hmm. <laughs> because I yeah. don't eat it very often. Maybe I, I have a stronger reaction to it, but I really try to avoid sugar as much as I can. But when I do eat it, I really enjoy it. You know, like once yeah. a week, maybe I'll say, I'm going to have a piece of pie. Mm-hmm. And then I really enjoy that piece of pie and I don't feel guilty about it and I don't beat myself up about it. And then I don't eat pie for the rest of the week, you know? So mm-hmm. I, that's like the intentionality that I really think makes a difference. Yeah, it's kind of like the concept of mindful eating, just being very like mm-hmm. mindful and intentional about what we're putting into our bodies when we're putting it. And I just love, that's like one of the best tips you can do in the holidays is that, you know, still enjoy the foods that you're having, um, but, you know, be very intentional about how you want to feel after. Because it may look awesome, like on Thanksgiving, be like, oh, there's six pies. I want yeah. them all. And it's like right. really thinking about like, okay, how am I going to feel after? <laughs> and that, and that right. has really helped me because it was actually for me during the holiday season maybe 10 years ago or 15 years ago when I started to like go on the deep end in regards to like 
emotional binge eating because I had like restricted myself so much and I saw all these mm-hmm. beautiful creations and I'm like just kept eating kept eating kept eating and so I love and I love that you even just shared a little bit on like your you know the light thing because it's actually really it happens to a lot of us especially when there's this change of seasons yeah. or light in general like you know uh many many doctors or health professionals would say that the first thing you should do in the morning is actually be exposed to light because it really stimulates you, helps wakes you, helps get your cortisol going. So if you're yeah. in a season of, or even a place where there's not that much light, um, the majority of the year or during the holiday season, it's like that will affect you. And yeah, there's nothing absolutely. wrong with that, but it's yeah. love, you know, it's doing what you're doing and taking those steps to get as much. Yeah. And on. the best things they, you know, they say the physical doctors say the best things you can do for it are get exercise and get more light and mm-hmm. maybe increase your vitamin D. If you take a blood test and you find your vitamin D is low, but that's what the light does, you know, that helps right. you manufacture vitamin D. Um, but then, you know, there's the flip side too, which is that in the wintertime, I really want to go inward right? and nest. And so I also really give myself permission to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with the idea. I think it's pronounced Huga. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pronounced H-Y-G-G-E. It was really popular, <laughs> like really got popular a couple of years ago that this term, but it's from Scandinavia and it's the, it doesn't translate into English, but it's kind of the idea of coziness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually give myself permission to be as cozy as I want to be. Like I do these things to help, you know, get exercise, get vitamin D, get endorphins. But then I also make fires and make sure I have a cozy blanket on the couch and I knit a lot and I don't plan as many activities. And that mm. is also tending to my physical health because I'm not right. like running myself ragged. And I'm leaning into what my body desires, which is to rest. And that's, mm-hmm. that's really what I've had to learn to accept about my winter low is that mm-hmm. it's just a time of hibernation yeah. and it will end. It ends every year, even though it, when I'm in it, it feels like it's never going to end. Um, but when I lean into it, instead of fighting, it's so much easier right. to get yeah. through. That's so good. Ah, oh, so many great tips. So I, I know you have something coming up that you're doing for the holiday season. Tell us, what is that? Yeah, I have a six-day email series. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually runs all year long, but you know, it's it's most applicable at this time of year. It's called How to Thrive in the Holiday Season mm-hmm. and Holiday Nurture Letters. That's actually what it's called. Um, and it's six days of short audio recordings from me that give you ideas about how to approach the holiday traditions and the holiday season in a way that's really intentional. Mm. So it talks about especially if you have young children, it really talks about how to look at the holiday traditions of your family and what's going on around you and be really intentional about how you celebrate the holidays, whatever holiday you celebrate or don't mm-hmm. at this time of year. Yeah. Um, and the idea here is to reduce stress and sadness and pressure around the holidays and have deeper connections. And what I found in my own family is that my daughter has really strong opinions about what she wants to do to celebrate the holidays. And they're not necessarily the things that I would say, Oh, of course we do this at the holidays. Like she loves this particular advent calendar that I do for her every year. Mm. Um, And when I was growing up, we used to always go see the Nutcracker, but she doesn't really care about the Nutcracker. So it's important to me. So we go like every third year Mm -hmm, (laughs) instead of mm -hmm. every year, you know, so it's really made me rethink what we choose to do during November and December and make it work for us. And there's so much external pressure that happens during the holidays. 
either from your family of origin or your partner's family or your community around you that everyone's doing all the things and it feels like you have to do everything. Mm -hmm. And so this series is really about simplifying and being intentional. And I've heard so much good feedback from people who've gone through the series and then said, oh my gosh, my holiday felt so different and so much better this year. Mm -hmm. So if you want to sign up for that, you can go to nurturedmama.net slash holiday. You can read more about it and you can sign up right there. And it's really simple. Mm. Well, I'm going to have to, I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready for a <laughs> good holiday season. I've probably been more excited about this one than I have in a long time because of, yeah, you know, and that's how about, I want people to feel, right? right? I want them to feel excited about it. Not like, oh my God, I can't wait to get through it. Cause that's yeah. how it needs to be what I, I know. I know. So good. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything. I would just love, you know, people are listening and they're like, okay, you know, you gave me a lot of great tips. But what is like one piece of tip or one encouragement you want to give those um, who are listening around the holidays? I really think that the best thing you can do if you don't do anything else is just take that question of how do I want to feel? Mm-hmm. And whether that's how do I want to feel today? How do I want to feel about this event? How do I want to feel about this interaction with this one relative? Mm-hmm. Just really take that question and consider it before you engage. Right. I think that's such a powerful way to be intentional. It's so interesting because I think that's such a powerful question. Yet I don't think we really ask is how do I want to feel? No. Like we what do I no. really like? What do how what do I want to do or what do I want to like accomplish? Like we're so action oriented versus like how do we mm-hmm. want to feel? Um, yeah. You know, just giving ourselves permission to feel joy or feel uh, any other things too. So, well, yeah. where can people if they wanted to follow you follow you on social media? I know you have a podcast. So where can people find you? Yeah, um, I am most often on Instagram. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can find me on Instagram at Nurtured Mama. Mm-hmm. And that's really the social media place that I, I hang out most live. I do have a Facebook page. You can find that through my website, um, mm-hmm. but I'm not there, yeah. <laughs> honestly. Um, and you can find my podcast and my blog posts and all the other things I'm doing, the courses I teach and how to work with me, all that stuff you can find on my website, which is okay. nurturedmama.net. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to link all of those in there. So thank you so much again for joining us. Yeah, it was just course. such a pleasure. I would, I wish we could continue talking because I feel like I've learned so much. I'm always like taking tons of notes when people are, and I'm like, wow, it's like, <laughs> this is so good. So good. So thank you so much again. You're welcome. Great to be here. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Healthy Body Podcast. I'm so honored to be with you each time you listen. All right, a couple of things before you go. Please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. The more people that do that, the more feedback I get, but the more people that can see this podcast. So wherever you're listening to it, subscribe to it there. Second thing is, if you would like to call in and leave a voice message in the form of a question or your, even your review, feel free to do that through the Anchor app. Just go to my podcast after you download the Anchor app from your app store, go to where it says voice message and you can leave it there. Third thing is, if you would like to uh, support this podcast and its ongoing, uh, you know, podcast episodes and the guest episodes, well, feel free to do that. There are now, there's now an option through the Anchor app that you can do that. You just go to Anchor and click listener support and there's three different levels that you can support the ongoing work of this podcast. And fourth thing is, stay tuned briefly as I mention again, the sponsor of this podcast. Without sponsorships, both sponsors that I do as well as other people do, this podcast would not be possible. All right, tune in for the sponsor and I'll see you on the next episode. 
Just a reminder for you, this podcast is sponsored by my free Healthy Body Challenge. This is a challenge that will help guide you through basically everything we talk about in this podcast in my programs. It's a great introduction to figure out how you can go and lose weight effectively, manage your weight appropriately, gain your energy back, and feel good in the body you're in. You're going to learn tips in your nutrition, exercise, stress management, sleep, digestion, and toxic load and mindset and habits. So just go to madewell345.com slash healthybodychallenge, madewell345.com slash healthybodychallenge, and you'll get access there. And when you join, check your email because that's where it's going to go. And then the trainings will be located in my training database, and then you'll get access to my Facebook group where you can unpack it. All right, that's it, and I'll see you on the next episode.